this was going to be your year, right? You were so pumped up. You thought, you know, the real estate market was going to boom. Everything, the economy's booming. And we all thought coming out of the gate of 2020, we were going to be in a different place than we are right now. Nobody could have predicted this. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. Seven Figure Flipping is on a mission to help serious investors do more deals, make more money, work fewer hours, and get their lives back. Here's your host, Seven Figure Flipping CEO, Bill Allen. Hey, what's up, everybody? Bill Allen from Seven Figure Flipping here, and I've been doing a lot of interviews lately on the podcast and I've also been interviewing a lot of our seven-figure runway and seven-figure altitude members. The seven-figure runway members have been talking about their first deal and how excited they are and just basically talking through how they found it, um, where they're going now, what's, what it looks like in the future. And then the altitude members seeing a lot of success as well. So I, I haven't released a lot of those podcasts and recordings and videos and things. So I, I might feel a little bit different than some of you because I'm getting all this positivity and there's so much noise and negativity out in the world right now and uh, kind of fear that's being uh, spit all over. And um, so we've been putting out the interviews lately and trying to help you guys through some of this um, pandemic, some of the things that are going on in the real estate world and getting as good of content and as um, uh, like realistic content out to you guys as possible. But I've gotten some of our members that have reached out to me lately looking for some inspiration, some help, some um, just like some guidance through this and they're struggling a little bit, maybe with anxiety or hitting a wall or stuff like that. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to put this video together and share it in our private Facebook group inside of our mastermind, uh, put it on our YouTube channel and maybe we'll put it on the podcast. I'm not sure yet, but um, I basically went back in time to what Andy told me like five years ago. So what, right when I joined seven figure flipping and I know a lot of you guys probably saw the, the image or the title of this, and said, you know, what does Mike Tyson and LL Cool J have anything to do with real estate investing businesses? And so I want to share some of that with you guys today. And hopefully it helps. Hopefully it helps kind of pull you up, uh, lift you up out of wherever you are and keep you going in the right direction. So um, what I'd like to do is I'd like to start with, you know, the, the next month or two on the podcast and on the YouTube channel, we're going to be putting out uh, a little bit different content. So I'm going to move away from some of the interviews. You might do one or two interviews, but what I want to do is I want to get the pulse of other business owners, of our members, um, of other people in the community, things like that. And I want to put that out to you guys. So we're going to launch on the podcast Tuesday, Thursdays, like we do right now, but we're going to set it up a little bit differently, probably over the next four to six weeks and potentially longer, depending on um, how long everything goes. So I know like in here in Tennessee, it's early May and we're moving kind of out of the quarantine area where uh, the gyms are starting to open, the restaurants are at half capacity, all of that stuff. But if you're in Michigan or California or some of these other places, then that's not necessarily happening for you. So we're going to watch that. I realize it's very uh, local what's going on right now. So, but I want to share some things that I sat down and I kind of reflected over this last year and also, you know, looking back over the years of building my business and put a, put a presentation together basically for you guys that hopefully helps um, based on this Mike Tyson LL Cool J setup. So let's start with Tyson. Um, when I, when I joined Seven Figure Flipping, I heard Andy say a quote, a Mike Tyson quote, and he said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. So everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Uh, you know, I think that's what, what just happened to all of us, right? We all got hit in the face. And I, I was at the gym yesterday 
for the first time since the, this kind of quarantine happened. And I'm looking in the mirror. I, I was working out and I'm listening to a podcast. And I, then before that, I was listening to some pump up music and stuff like that. And I just felt like really empowered. And the podcast was talking about Rocky Balboa and telling some of his story. And so I went to this boxing thing and I started digging in and then sure enough, um, remembered that Mike Tyson quote that Andy shared with me. And I think it's totally true right now. Like we got punched in the face, we hit a wall, we hit something, like something has kind of hit us. And I went back and I, I listened to my 2019 year in review podcast and my 2020 like looking forward podcast. And my word for the year was clarity. And as I jumped into that that podcast is so interesting to, to hear myself speak in early January about my business in 2020 and how excited I was to go into it. And probably a lot like most of you, you were at a place in your business or your life where this was going to be your year, right? You were, you were so pumped up. You thought, you know, the real estate market was going to boom. Every, the economy's booming. We're, we have a, a, a bit of a run left until a, a lot of people have been talking about a recession and things like that coming up. But um, we all thought coming out of the gate of 2020, we were going to be in a different place than we are right now. Nobody could have predicted what this. So when I look back on that 2020 year in review, my my mindset hasn't changed. Like a lot of, for, for me, a lot of my like foot on the gas, let's go. But the real, the realistic side of what we could potentially accomplish this year may have to change. And so I want to share some of that stuff with you today. I think um, we've all gone through some things. This is like another bump in the road, but we have to take stock in where we are. And some people are, are, are acting through that, like they're going through this differently than others. So everybody's going to look at things a little bit different um, based on your personality profile, your experiences, your background, all of that stuff is going to be a little bit different. So hopefully this hits some of those people, if not all of those people. Some people are just rolling right through. Everything's great. Other people may have had, you know, a business that's slowing down or um, had their first deal that didn't go through or something like that. It just kind of hit that wall harder than others. So I feel like we're all kind of there, but hopefully most of us are seeing that resurgence and going out of it. So Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. I had a plan for both of my businesses, my life, everything that I was going to do this year in January, like mapped out. I'm, I'm a planner. I map out my whole calendar for the year, um, saw it all. I had a picture. I knew how I was going to get there. And then this happened. So what did I have to do? I had to go reset. I had to go make adjustments. I had to make changes. So, you know, we've all gone through some things in our life. So wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever your background is, you've gone through something. It could be and you, you may be going through some of this right now. You may have gone through it. You may still have some scars. So it could be foreclosure. It could have been bankruptcy. It could be a, a diagnosis that you got or a family member got. It could be a cancer. It could be a loss of a family member or so, someone significant in your life. And all of these things are that kind of proverbial punch in the face, right? They're that thing that stops us, that slows us down. And we have a couple options. We can wallow in it. We can continue to um, kind of go through that and, and pull back and just stop and shut down. Or we can keep going. We can decide what we want to do and move forward with that. So uh, if, if it's okay with you guys, what I want to do is I want to share um, kind of uh, something that happened to me a few years ago. A lot of you know, but uh, some of you might not have heard this story or might not know what happened. But about just, just under four years ago, um, you know, my son is three and a half years old. His name is James. And we, when he was born, he was born with a heart defect. He's a hypoplastic right heart. So his right side of his heart didn't develop. He's also got some chromosome anomalies. And we had a perfectly healthy little boy before him named Will. 
And we just assumed that when we got pregnant with this second um, child, that everything was going to go the same, go fine, right? And we, uh, about, you know, three or four months before he was born, we got this diagnosis and we were in there. And I just remember how I felt then. I felt, I mean, you talk about getting punched in the face. Like we had a plan. We knew where we were going to go with this little boy. We knew this is, you know, we knew we had plans for all of this and we just got knocked right in the face and it was hard. It was a challenge. I was stunned. I didn't know what to do. I still know the feeling. I sunk in the chair. Uh, tears came. I just, I had no idea what to do. So like I said earlier, I had two options. I could um, just feel sorry for myself. I could ask why. I could just keep going down that path. Um, or I could pull myself up and I could say, okay, like, how, what can we do? Like, what, what do I need to do here? How do we move forward? And that was our only option, right? Our only option was to move forward and figure it out and go through it and live through it and figure out how we can use it um, to, to better our lives, to better ourselves, to better our, our, our future. And so what I did, my action was I just jumped in. I started learning a ton about the community, trying to figure out what, um, what does this mean? What, is, what does a um, mosaic ring 13 mean? Uh, uh, what is what is hypoplastic right heart? How does it work? What what kind of surgeries? What is the process? Just asking questions, learning, studying, um, understanding the process and the procedures and all those things that go forward. And we went and researched a bunch of other hospitals. We were living in Pensacola, Florida at the time, and we we knew that we couldn't have our son there. They just didn't have a pediatric cardiothoracic surgeon that was going to do the surgery in Pensacola. So we knew we were going to have to go somewhere else. Where? I don't know. So we started looking around at different hospitals. We traveled. We called some different hospitals. We got to know them. We came up here to Nashville, sat down with the chief surgeon for the pediatric unit here, um, and really got along with them really well and loved it. And my aunt was here and my grandmother was here at the time. We have some family and some, uh, my cousin and, and her husband works at the hospital. So we had all of this support network and said, okay, we can do this. Let's, let's figure out how to have our son up in Nashville. So we came up with all these plans and developed it and, and went through this process, right? It was the actions that we took to figure out how to continue to move forward. What's next, what's next, what's next. So, but we had a plan for that year, you know, 2016 was going to be a great year. We're going to have our second son. I was in Pensacola. I was flying for the Navy. I, was, I had a developing real estate business that was doing really, really well. And sure enough, I had to figure some things out. I had to move to Nashville. Uh, in, we, we basically bought a house and moved in, in 10 days. Packed up a truck, put all the stuff in the truck and moved. I had a business down in Pensacola that was only in Pensacola at the time. I had to figure out how to flip and wholesale remotely. And I had to figure out the hard way. And we figured it out. Obviously, we went from doing, you know, 67 deals to 135 to 187 to, you know, millions of dollars in gross profit and, and a team of 15 to 16 people now. And we, we were able to do that, but only because I kept moving forward and kept taking action. So that's kind of, you know, obviously we hit a wall. We hit a wall as entrepreneurs a lot. We kind of go up against the ceiling and figure out how to bust through it. And this is just another challenge and another thing that has like hit us in the face, right? As entrepreneurs and business owners. So you've got a couple choices and I've talked to some people who have shut their business down. It's just not for them. They don't want to go through this. They're, they're struggling and that's fine. Um, but the opportunity that's on the backside of this is massive and powerful. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the future, like how to keep going and what to like what the mindset should be to keep going. But in James's story, you know, it ends with a little boy who I thought would never eat. He's had four open heart surgeries in the first, first six months of his life, three heart catheters. And we were in and out of the hospital on a regular basis, basically lived there through Thanksgiving, just after Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, like 
that was our life. We were in the hospital. And since then, he's learned how to walk. He's learned how to talk a little bit. He says a few words. He, we never thought he would learn how to eat. He had to get a feeding tube. And we were blending his food for years. And he was getting sick. And he was doing all of these things. And we thought he would never eat. And this morning, it was so incredible to watch him just take his spoon and his bowl and eat his oatmeal by himself. And sure, he, it takes some work. We still are giving him some water through the tube, but he's drinking water now. I mean, all of the things that we didn't think that he would be able to do, he's done. He has grown past his limitations and that, those walls that he keeps hitting. So, I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. It has made me a stronger business owner, a stronger parent, a stronger person, um, all of those things, a better father. And uh, God put him in my life for a reason. Like, I know that. And now to take that and harness it and figure out, you know, how... Um, I can use that to fuel me in my life. That's the key and how I can just continue to be a better dad for him. So um, Romans 5, uh, 3 says, and this is, a, this is a, as I was going through this, I was crying on a regular basis. I had no idea what to move, how to move forward. I just, sometimes I was stuck and I did have a pity party for myself and I wallowed in it sometimes, but that didn't last very long and I got back up. So uh, Romans chapter 5, 3 says, we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. So we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And I think that's the next step. Like this, there's hope in all of this, right? As long as that's there, that's how we move forward. And I was very hopeful that James, and I still am, that he'll walk, that he'll talk, that he'll do all, that he'll run, he'll play, uh, you know, sports, he'll keep up with the kids, he'll develop through school. He will continue to have a great life whatever that means for him. And so when I think about that and compare that to business, like the same thing for our business, we hit a wall, we got stuck and we rammed into it. Right. And we were stunned at first. You kind of get like, Whoa, what happened? But that doesn't last very long. You now it's figuring out, okay, how do we be inventive? How do we change? How do we adjust? How do we adapt to this? And so I think that's where a lot of us need to go right now in the idea of this Mike Tyson quote, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. It's just time to maneuver around it, to make an adjustment, to hit that wall and figure out how to go over it instead of turning around and going back is going over that wall and figuring out now what are the adjustments that need to be made for this new plan. And, you know, hope is what a lot of, a lot of what we need right now. But, you know, I think before, before I move on to that hope and, and, and this LL Cool J portion of, of my presentation, what I want to talk about is, is do you think that you're a better business owner now than you were when you started all this? Are you a better entrepreneur? Are you a better leader? Are you a better business owner? Are you a better house flipper? Are you a better wholesaler? Are you a better real estate investor than you were a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, 15 years ago? I mean, some of you may have started before the um, kind of real estate crash of 2008, some of you after, and wherever you are in that journey, look at your experience level, your um, like what has changed? Are you a better business owner? And I say this a lot and I'm going to, I'm going to keep saying it. I really honestly feel like going through the last five years of my, it really it's been like seven years, but the first two years I was flipping like one house a year, just trying to figure it out. Right. Just running around in circles, chasing my tail all the time. And then joining this mastermind group, I feel like the growth that I've had has been incredible personally and professionally. And when I look back, I know that the last, like I am a million times better now than I was before. And it's not because of the size of my bank account, the, uh, the experience of the company, the, the, any of that stuff. It's me personally. Like I have these skills, I have this information, I have this knowledge. I have these, 
these things that nobody can take from me, no matter what happens in the environment, in the, uh, in the economic system, in the, the global economy, whatever, nobody can take that from me. I really feel like you can drop me on the corner of any city, anywhere, take my bank account, take, take the money, take everything. And I'm resourceful. I'll take those resources and I'll figure out with the skills and the knowledge that I have now to be able to be successful in any industry that I want to choose. And I think when we look back, we lose sight of that a lot of times when we think about, you know, what has changed and transpired in our business. So you may have been growing your company for the last 10 or 12 years. And all of a sudden, let's look at the stock market. The stock market has been going up and up and up. And all of a sudden it's like 30, 40% drop, right? And you go, what, what happened? You know, and what we're, what we're earning here in the real estate business is skills and, and tactics and techniques and strategies that we understand and learn that nobody can take from us. And we can then, we can then force appreciation. We can buy equity. We can figure out how to do a creative deal. We can do all of those things. So are you better off now than you were six months ago or a year ago? And I hope the answer is yes. You may not have gotten started yet, or you may be just getting started. And some of that knowledge and understanding, you have to understand that that is the journey here. Your development personally and professionally is the journey that you're going through right now. That's it. And when you come back on the other side, what we forget about is that journey. A lot of times we look at our balance sheet and our bottom line and how many houses we've done. And that doesn't define our worth and our value. What we look at is how far have we come? What has changed? So when I look back, I feel like I'm a better business owner now. I feel like my, my business is just as good before as it was now. So any bump in the road or anything that happens, it's just a, a little adapt, adapting and change. So I think that breeds hope a lot of times. So when you look back, you see that change and you see that difference. That's where a lot of this hope comes from. It's not hope in the government or hope in the economy or hope in all this other stuff. It's, it's, I really bet on myself and I know that I have, um, I have a lot to do still. And so that causes uh, a lot of, growth opportunities, a lot of the mindset, success mindset, when you think about that, like nobody can take those things from you. So if you're struggling right now, or you're having, um, you're having a, a down month or a couple bad months or a deal fell out of contract, or you're, you're thinking you're don't wallow in that stuff. Look and see where you are and where you're going and look at the future and what's going to happen. So um, my EOS coach, Dan Coleman, you guys have heard him uh, on the podcast. Uh, he, he talks about building today's business at the same time that you're building tomorrow's business. And so a lot of times we're kind of stuck right now. We get stuck in the today, like the right now, the, the micro view of everything. And we're not looking at that macro view and the macro concept. So I think that's a big thing here for us to, to remember. So that's where hope goes. So, so Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. If you go back and listen to my 2020 year in review or uh, plan going forward in early January on the podcast, the seven figure flipping podcast, you'll be shocked at what you hear. And, and I, I went back and listened to it and I just was kind of chuckling to myself. And I still have those goals and those plans and that vision and all those things for my real estate company and for seven figure flipping. But we just have to make some adjustments. And we just did that in our quarterly meeting. And we made some adjustments, we made some tweaks, we got realistic, we made our goals smart, right? Specific, measurable, uh, achievable, re uh, realistic, and timely. So, uh, some people use relevant, relevant and timely. So uh, smart goals, right? But we want to make sure that they're, they're achievable. They're realistic. They're, um, this is something that is in, in the time frame that we have, we can actually get done. Not so high and lofty that, you know, a month or two in, it's not possible. So what we see is we did kind of get hit at that point. We got punched in the face, right? We had to slow down. We had to stop. And it's a little bit different uh, landscape that we might be um, navigating here. So, okay. Let's move on to LL Cool J. So what does LL Cool J have to do with your real estate business, right? Um, 
it's interesting. I, I went to uh, college in, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia Tech. I was an engineer there. And in 1997, me and my, I remember traveling down there with my dad. And my dad went to Georgia Tech too. And I was, I was looking at a couple different colleges. I was a soccer player. I was looking at Notre Dame. I was looking at Vanderbilt. I was looking at Georgia Tech. And I was also doing an ROTC scholarship. So I went down to Georgia Tech with my dad. And I remember landing uh, there at Hartsfield International. And we got on the, on the MARTA. So um, it's a, like a train that goes from the airport and like underground system that goes all around Atlanta. And I got on there and... I look over and there was someone, um, uh, someone on there uh, with me that I recognized. And I, I, I'm a huge, when I was in high school, um, I listened to a lot of like hip hop music, a lot of rap music, stuff like that. And then I moved schools after two years and started listening to, it was a more rural school and I started listening to more country music. So um, this was right around the time where I was, uh, I was a huge LL Cool J fan. And sure enough, standing right next to me was LL Cool J. And I look at my dad and I go, dad, 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 that's LL Cool J right there. And he, and he goes, who is LL Cool J? He had no idea who he was. Um, kind of cracked me up and looking back, it makes sense. So, um, I, I mean, I was a huge fan and so much so that I saw, like, I watched his music videos and this is when, um, MTV was really big and all that stuff. So I was watching him on all the shows and I noticed that he had a new tattoo on his arm. So that's how much of kind of like a fan I was. I could actually tell that he had a new tattoo. So, uh, I, I was really scared. I was really nervous, but I went up to him and talked and just said, and just said, Hey, I really love your music. Um, I really, you know, appreciate what, what you do. I'm, I'm here in Atlanta kind of, um, looking at schools and stuff. And he, he talked to me for, um, for about five or six minutes on, on that train ride. And it was, it was really cool because I've met a bunch of other celebrities and, and people like that and sports athletes. And sometimes it, you can never tell. It's like, it's, you never know what you're going to get, right? If they're going to be, uh, want to talk to you or be really nice, or if they're just going to shut you down and be kind of rude. So, and I get it. I mean, they're, they have, um, they're probably constantly bombarded and things like that, but he was an unbelievable guy. Um, really amazing, uh, just interested in what I was doing, why I was there, all that stuff. And, uh, it was a really cool experience. So great guy. Um, one of my few like, celebrity sighting stories, but looking back, um, I thought it was really, really cool. And when I was thinking about this, this, um, like Rocky Balboa analogy and the Mike Tyson quote, and it just takes me right to his song, mama said, knock you out. Right. So, um, what happens when we get knocked down, we get knocked down. You got a couple decisions. Like we said with, you can sit there and wallow in it. You can uh, get the, get the KO, you can get knocked out or you can get up and you can keep going and keep fighting. And that's the, uh, that's the part of like his song, Mama Said Knock You Out in the very beginning that came to my mind right away when I heard the word comeback. So the, the, the comeback is, is kind of what's happening in America right now, right? We've got significant job losses. We've got uh, the economy that kind of was put on pause. And now we're getting ready to come back and have this resurgence out of that. And so I look at that same thing. I feel like my company, Blackjack, is now in a comeback phase. We, we had a little bit of a slowdown last month in, um, in April. So our April month was a little bit slower. We typically do about 15 deals a month. We did nine in April, but we have over 20 on the books in May right now. So I feel like we're in this kind of comeback and resurgence phase. And I don't know where you are. It depends on you know, what states you're in, things like that. If it's still shut down, if they're starting to go open up, if it's going slow, what all that stuff is, but that comeback. And, and that quote in that in that song. And I, I do want to play you the very beginning because I think it's important. So let's do that now. And then I'll come back to, uh, to talk about the, the lines from that song and, and what they mean to me. So here we go. I'm going to play the very beginning of Mama Said Knock You Out from LL Cool J. 
Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Edo Kuche with the triumphant comeback. More But tonight, don't call it a comeback. All right, so there we go. A little nostalgia from me from 1997. So um, I love the beginning of that. They said, uh, and with the local DDC news, LL Cool J with a triumphant comeback. So that's the way that I think about like, what we're going to do here and us, this triumphant comeback, this massive comeback and resurgence in our business, our, our lives. We're, we're starting to see this kind of uh, change in how we can do business, um, brought in some really cool tactics and strategies that I'm using in my company. I know we shared some of them on the phone, like closing over the phone and, and doing a lot of things where we don't have to be in person, uh, potentially uh, all working from home. Like our entire company has been virtual from the beginning, but I know a lot of companies are going that way. So this triumphant comeback, right? But in the very beginning of his line, that, that's what went to my mind when I heard this word comeback. So I was listening to this podcast about Rocky. They were talking about comebacks. And I said, you know what? Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years, right? And so when I look back at the success that we've had, you know, um, I really look at, um, at my comeback, at what I've been able to do. And this, this kind of like growth that we've had over this period of time. And we've been around. We know what we're doing. It's not necessarily a comeback. Like we're still here. We never left. So it's just kind of a pause. But he, he said another thing at the end there, explosions overpowering over the competition I'm towering. And then comp later on, he says competition's paying the price. So I love the fact that we are hyper competitive in my business. And so when I think of a comeback, I'm like, of course, it was assumed. Like, you don't need to call it a comeback. We've been here for years and we're going to continue being here. And that's the mindset and the attitude that I had going into this and that I continue to push through. I know some people have have kind of like slowed down, shut things down, let some people go, done some different things in their business. And that's fine. What you need to do is you need to be thinking about what that comeback looks like if this is the business that you want to move forward in, if this is what you want to do. I know some people who just, they're like, this isn't for me. Uh, you know, I, I'm out of here. And that's okay too. But for us, for me, like, I'm, I'm excited. This, this pumps me up. And I know you guys have heard that. I'm going to define comeback real quick. Return, uh, comeback is defined as a return to a former position or condition. Or condition as of success or prosperity. So return to a former position or condition as of success or prosperity. So return to a former success. So if we've hit this wall and we slowed down, we got punched in the face, we had this kind of pity party. Uh, for some of you, it may have lasted a day like me. For others, it may have lasted longer. But what you've got to look for is now, okay, now it's a return to your former success. And you know, you may have built all this stuff over time and then it can slow down at a blink of a, an eye like that, just kind of drop. But now it's about the, the path and the journey to kind of building it back up to your former success or prosperity. And for me, like what I saw is we saw like this little blip and then we're back at it again in May and basically didn't skip a beat. And it's because of our mindset, because of our attitude, because of the way we're moving forward. Some of it is because of our markets. Some of it is because of our previous success, right? We've built a company that has a, a sizable buyer portfolio, has a big buyer's list, has people that are hungry, that are full-time investors. Um, we, we have a track record and a history that we can roll off of. So if you're just getting going and you feel like you got a, like knocked out, like just get back up, brush yourself off and think about that comeback. What does it mean? What do you need to do? What are the actions you need to take? 
Um, if you're, if you're a, a business owner that was growing and scaling and you have been hiring people and you've been dumping all the money back in the business and when you had that month or two of a slowdown or, or a, t- a loss on the balance sheet, then that is very scary. You actually have to make payroll for the first time and you might, have been, you might be, still be freaking out and saying, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? Well, the answer is you might have to get back in your business. You might actually have to jump back in. I did a call with a couple of, a couple of our seven-figure altitude members um, that have been in the, in the group for a long time. And I, I basically shared that with them. I said, I, I really feel like there's a couple different types of investors here and the middle investor is that person who might need to get back in their business. And that goes for me too. I'm jumping back in if I need to. I'm not, I'm not too good or too proud to jump back in and start uh, doing the, the heavy lifting again. And we might have to pick up a hammer. We might have to go to the houses. We might have to do all that stuff. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you don't have to turn your nose up at the fact that you, sometimes you might actually have to do some work in your business. And I know for the past few years, it may have been good where I'm working two hours a week and maybe I have to start working more. Maybe I do have to jump in there. I'm not there yet, but sure enough, there's a tripwire and a contingency plan that, that forces me to do that. And uh, I'm going to be watching it and see if that needs to be done. So all of those things, like what, is, what does it look like for your employees and your staff and, and yourself? So really think about that because don't be too, too good or too proud to jump back in and start doing things. I'm learning new skills. Like during this time, I've been spending the last week or so learning new skills and doing trainings. And I've got some courses that I bought. Uh, I plan, I'm planning to go to some extra events this year. And I'm learning some new skills that I might need in my business and that I need to move forward and to really understand what's actually going on. I've become a little bit detached from the day-to-day operations. So I want to make sure that, that my sword is sharp too, just like theirs. And um, I've gotten a little bit complacent and lazy. And I'll tell you, that's the thing that's going to kill us is the complacency. And so I'm jumping back in for my personal development and myself right now. So a lot of this conversation came from me watching game film, going back and listening to my previous podcast, going back and, and thinking about all the things that have happened over the past few months and how I can put this all together and hopefully um, present it to you to a point where you're starting to get some things, some takeaways in here that you're thinking about in your business. And it's a challenge because we have lots of different people that listen to the podcast, watch our videos on YouTube, um, are in our Facebook groups, are in our mastermind groups, lots of different people. You got people that are just getting started. You got people in the middle who are you know, growing and scaling and investing back in their business. And you got the people that have the bigger businesses that are spending a lot of money on marketing and have a, a big payroll. And so lots of different different things that are going to happen in all those different businesses. And everybody's a little bit different in their personal financial situation too. So don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. That's the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about this comeback concept, return to a former success or prosperity. So we built all this up over time. It can come down. I'm going to share one of the limiting uh, beliefs that I had, and it was a big issue for me in my mind. Um, And looking back, it was kind of silly. So it was about it was like a month ago, we had a plan to bring our mastermind event it was going to be in Atlanta. And then right after Atlanta, uh, our seven figure flipping leadership team was going to come to Nashville where I live and stay, stay with me for a day. And then the next day we were going to do our uh, entrepreneur operating system, EOS, our planning, our quarterly planning session with our EOS coach. And so we pay him to come out, uh, fly out here. And then, uh, you know, I pay for the hotels and all that stuff. And we do a day in each company. So I was going to do a day in seven figure flipping. And then the next day was going to be our blackjack real estate day where the majority of our leadership team in blackjack lives here in Nashville. So we all just come in and meet for the day and we plan the next quarter. So the next 90 days, our rocks, our scorecard, our, our goals, everything that we're going to do, we build that out for the quarter. And uh, it's a, it's a big expense to put all that together, to fly the coach out, pay the coach. Um, it's a big expense. And 
when we took our mastermind meeting virtually, our, I reached out to our coach and said, hey, what's, you know, what's the plan? Um, should we, what should we do here? Uh, do you have like a discounted rate for your services virtually? And he said, no, this is the same price. And I said, wait, wait a second. Like my mindset was so messed up. I was really, you know, I, at this time I was, I was kind of looking at the bottom line, looking at the balance sheet. I knew I was going to lose money as a, as a business owner. So I lost money in my company in uh, April. I had to write a check. And I, so I'm watch, looking for ways to kind of cut costs. So I said, sure, he's going to probably be like a third of the price or a quarter of the price, right? And so when he said, no, it's full price, I said, um, and it's a virtual session, but I've got it set up. I've got a plan for it. I'm getting great reviews from my clients. And I immediately was almost, I called Nate. I, I kind of, you know, storyboarded it with him. And we said, well, maybe we should just not do it. Maybe we should run it ourselves. We've done it before. We could do it again. And this is, might be a good time to save some money. And I think most of us would be thinking that way. And I'm glad that I, you know, that kind of, it, like maybe, it, maybe it was like two or three hours. I just kind of snapped out of it and said, what am I doing? Like, why would I do that? Um, my staff and my team need this. We need this as a company. We need to look forward over the next three months, the next six months, the next nine months. We need to make some adjustments. We need help. We need somebody to come in. Why would we turn our backs on our coach right now when, like this is the time where you need the coach. When you're in a slump, when you're in a batting slump, you're in a, um, you've got the yips in golf, right? Like wherever that, that's when you need the coach the most is during hard times and during challenging times. When, when it's good times, like you got the, the best team in the world, that coach could potentially be fair and still get great performance out of those people. It's the time like this that we need that. We need the we need the people. We need the peer-to-peer network. We need the coaches. We need the people who are around us. We need that the most. And I couldn't believe that me, of all people, thought like that for a second. And it took me back to the time where I remember seeing my first assignment fee of a house that I was buying to flip. I saw the fee there as a, as a buyer and went, oh, maybe I'm paying too much. And it's the exact opposite of what I try to to do in my company, to try to coach people and train people to say, it shouldn't matter how much the wholesaler is making. And, but I was doing it. Same thing right now. I can go to that same place, just like you guys. And we go there, we got to snap ourselves out of it, or we need help. We need somebody else to pull us back and say, look, you've got to invest in yourself now. You've got to, you've got to put in the time because look, this investment that I'm making right now is exactly what that coach says. It's not working on the business today. It's working on the business of tomorrow. And tomorrow's business is just as important, if not more important than today's. And so that little mindset shift that I had of really putting in that time, like I have hope for the future, right? I have that, we, we, we hit a wall, we got kind of knocked down and now we're getting back up and, and this comeback, this comeback is built on hope, on, on uh, our capabilities, our efficient, like all the things that we can do to move forward. So I couldn't believe that I did it, but I'm, I'm not too proud to admit that I did. And sure enough, we did two days session back to back. We did a seven figure flipping session one day and then we did a blackjack real estate session the next day the session got nines and tens from everybody. It was amazing. And it was exactly what we needed as a, as a team to get refocused and realigned on where we're going. And that's what those quarterly sessions are all about. And I know that I could not have done that without my EOS coach there with us. So it was a small price to pay for the future and the return is going to be great going down the road. So think about what you're doing right now. Like, what are you investing in? What are you doing? What's, what do you, how are you thinking? What are you, what are you cutting? What do you, what do you put your money towards? Like, how is that working in, in your life and your business right now? So I, I think that was a big struggle for me. The challenge that we have is like, we're all going through these trials, right? We have 
these trials on a regular basis, not just big macro like this, like this pandemic, but we have these little trials day to day. And if you can break it down to all of that stuff, there's uh, all of those little day-to-day trials, like the, your response and your mindset is so, so important towards all those. So the other thing with these comebacks, I think that we want them to happen so fast. We live in a, we live in a world that is kind of like, we want everything now. Like everything has to be, we have, we have computers, like high powered computers in our pockets. We can order stuff on our phone that's delivered the next day or same day. We have um, people that will just pick up the groceries from our grocery store and deliver them to our house in an hour. We have all of this stuff that's like really has trained us and conditioned us to want things to happen way faster than is realistic and possible. So when you're setting those goals, make sure that they're smart. Make sure that you're giving yourself time for the comeback. You're not so hard on yourself. And the next thing that I'm going to share is is how to help you with that. So if you're not watching this on YouTube, I highly encourage you to do it. I'm going to share my... um, my iPad screen, but I'm going to talk through it. So you don't absolutely have to be, but I think that seeing this is the most powerful way that I can talk about it. It's something that um, Tony Robbins delivered to me at a presentation that I watched of his in February before all of this happened. So right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to just throw the iPad up. If you're watching on YouTube, then you can follow along with me. If not, I'll talk you through all of it and that's, that's fine. Okay. If you guys are watching on YouTube on our seven figure flipping YouTube channel, then you can see my screen. If not, that's okay. I'm going to explain it to you. So we've got four, I've got four boxes up here that basically go around in a circle. So, um, the, the first box is basically what I ask a lot of people, like how much potential do you think that you have? And remember in the beginning of this conversation, we talked about the fact that you have this hope, right? You've built this business over time. You've built, spent the last, I don't know, anywhere from, you know, six months, the last six months to the last 20 years, 25 years of building your business up. And you have this potential, right? Even if everybody took everything from you, just like I talked about, I have this massive potential in myself and my business and everything that I do. So there's some potential there, right? And then we go out and we take action. So we see it. So right now we have hope. We, we're in this comeback uh, sequence and we're taking action. Now this results period is... This right here, this results, is probably the most important thing to think about in all of this. As, I, as I've I, I heard him in February, I heard Tony Robbins talk about this in February, and since then I have just been like, looking at this, thinking about it, talking to different people about it, studying it, and I think the concept is brilliant. And so, th- but this results piece, this is the most important thing. If you set your results on, I need to do 100 deals this year, and you, fall, you fell off of that in February or March of this year, then you're, the path around this cycle of potential action results and belief. So that's within the four box. That's what's in the four boxes. If you're not watching this, that way that you set and measure those results is the thing that decides whether you're going to change your belief in a good way or a bad way. So let's think about this for a second. If your results for a hundred deals in a year and you end up doing 60 and you're down on yourself because, and beat yourself up because you didn't hit that, that big result, your beliefs start changing. When your beliefs start saying, maybe I can't do this, then your potential starts going down. Your, your, the, what you think your potential is, you say, I'm not capable of doing that. So then your action changes. And sure enough, your results continue to change and your belief goes down. It's the wrong way to go around this wheel and this cycle. And when you, when you measure your results in a smaller way or a more realistic way, you start seeing progress. So if you're newer to this business, this is a great way to think about this. If you're, uh, if you're doing some sort of marketing, you're marketing to sellers, you start saying, okay, I, I'm going to take this action. So I have this potential. I know it can happen. I've seen Bill do it. I've seen Andy do it. I've seen Mike Simmons do it. These guys, they're all doing it at a really high level. I know that I can do it. 
you start taking action. Maybe you send out some mailers. Maybe you send out some text messages or ring this voicemail, whatever it is. You take some action. Your results, you start measuring your results. And I see this all the time. The only thing that defines success for newer investors a lot of times is they're getting their first deal and doing their deal and putting money in the bank. And if that is your litmus test on success, then very quickly you'll, you could potentially start seeing that after a month or two of marketing that you're not successful because you don't have that result yet. And what you're not looking at is I got a phone call. I had a conversation. I made an offer. I made two offers. I made five offers. I heard no a bunch of times. I'm getting better at my sales training. I am, I am moving forward. And that should, that should be success. That is a result right there. So when I said, when, if everything gets flushed down the toilet, all gone, all money, everything, but I still have my skills and all of my information, the knowledge, the, the tactics, the, the capabilities are all there for me. My results were massive right now over the last five years of my journey. It has nothing to do with any of the number of houses or the team that I built or any of that stuff. Like those results are massive. And I know that what that did is it changed my beliefs in everything that I do. And I, I realize that I have, I still have untapped potential. So I'll ask you guys that question. Do you feel right now that you have untapped potential? And if the answer is yes, then there's more action to take. There's more results to be had. And there's a belief that's higher than where your beliefs are right now. There is another level of success of, of mindset than you've already tapped into because you have this untapped potential. It all starts there. Now, if you believe that you're using all of your potential, 100% of your potential, then you might be where you're going to be. But I don't truly believe that any of us have, regardless, even the highest achievers. So what that does is it keeps driving us. It keeps allowing us to go around. And so that potential, you have this potential. You start taking action. You start seeing results. Make sure that you're looking at your results. You're looking back in time. You're measuring the difference between then and now. That is the most important in any scientific experiment that you have constants and variables and you're looking back and you're seeing what's changed. And those results could be a phone call. They could, I took me four and a half months to find my first deal. And so this belief then starts changing. You start saying, you know what, I can do it. And I remember my beliefs changed when I did my first wholesale deal. They, I crushed the glass ceiling that was above my head and it was on from then. Like that's when I could say, you know what, right now, you don't, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years because I have. We have been doing deals and doing deals and I never look back after that. And that was it. And so right now, you guys, and you can see this potential action results belief, and it just goes around and around that cycle. You want to go around the good way, the green way, and I'm just going to draw some red lines here. You don't want to go around this way, the opposite way, where your beliefs start going badly. You start saying, I'm not getting the results that I wanted. You're taking less action. You're saying, I, maybe I can't do this. Your potential and beliefs are changing. And that is the struggle I think that this pandemic has put us in is we're starting to say, maybe it's not possible. Maybe, maybe, it's not, um, maybe it's not where I should be. Maybe I'm not doing what I should be doing or maybe this isn't the road for me where it is. Like if this is what you want to do, keep going. So hopefully that helped. I really, really, really love that, that concept, that idea of that cycle because I think about it all the time. And the more times we go around that cycle is something that Tyler uh, Jensen mentioned at, on the cruise when, when I presented this for the first time to our mastermind group. He said, you know what's, you know what's incredible is the more times we go around that cycle, the, the easier it gets. Like the mindset changes and shifts began happening because you're going, you've been around that cycle so many times. And the person who's going around it for the first time in a new industry, a new thing, it's a challenge. That's where that, you kind of hit those walls and then you need somebody, somebody to pick you up. So 
Again, it's not immediate. Slow down, fine tune what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know where you want to go. So jump into it. Like get back to that former condition. And the cool thing about this comeback, getting back to that former condition of success is every time that we see a comeback, they get back up and they don't stop there. You bust through that and hit the next level. So when you see these, these, these people that had success, they get knocked down and they get back up. They usually go way past their previous level of success. And that's what I'm most excited about. I'm most excited about seeing the fact that, okay, yeah, we, got, we, we had a plan. We got punched in the face. Now it's time for the comeback. I have hope. I have the success. I have everything everywhere that I want to go. Now it's about getting past that former condition. And I know that I'll get past it and I'm excited about where we're going to go. So I'm, I'm going to ask you guys this. Take some stock in where you are and what you, what you want to do, what's going on. Um, how can we help? How can anybody help you? Who's in your corner? Do you feel isolated? What do you need? And if you need something, reach out. Over the next few weeks, the next few months potentially, I'm going to be doing some different podcasts. I'm going to change it up a little bit. It's not just going to be interviews. I'm going to be bringing some different people in for short periods of time. We're going to ask how they're doing personally, professionally, um, with their health, with uh, all these different things that we can do. What about their employees? How are they feeling? Lots of different things planned coming up. And I'm really excited about it. So what's going to help me is if you guys share, we have a free group, free Facebook group called seven figure house flipping and wholesaling. If you jump in there and share what you want to hear on the podcast, send us an email at info at sevenfigureflipping.com. Tell us what you want to hear, uh, comment on kind of our YouTube channel anywhere. Just give me the pulse of what you need and where you are. What are you struggling with? How can we help? Um, because that's what it's all about right now. I really feel like during this comeback time and, and everything that we do, you know, so, so people are at different stages and different levels of, whether it's anxiety, business success, um, what's going on in your personal life, all these different things. And if you're doing really well, you should be reaching down with a hand to help somebody up. If you're not doing very well, you should be reaching your hand up to get some support and some help. And every time you reach your hand up, there should be someone there for you. And so is there someone there for you right now? And if not, you need, that's the first action that you need to take. Surround yourself with the right people and it, I'm not saying that it has to be our mastermind group. Obviously, we have a phenomenal group of people in our, in our, our world of seven-figure flipping, but you need to have some people there. You've got to have some support in your personal life, professional life, spiritual life, everywhere. You've got to have that peer-to-peer -peer network. You've got to have that support. You've got to have those people that are one step ahead of you and one step behind you. The reason you want people that are one step behind you is so you can reach your hand down and pick them up because that changes your success, that changes your beliefs, that changes your actions, your potential, everything. And the reason you need somebody to, to reach down to lift you up is because that's where growth lives. You've got to be able to do that. So thank you for hanging out with me. Hopefully this helps where you guys were at. Remember, it's not going to be overnight that that comeback is going to happen. Start, start, you know, getting going, getting the momentum, start building on that. And um, we'll, we're all in this together. I'm excited about what we can bring you over the next couple of weeks. And um, I'll see you next time. You can check us out at sevenfigureflipping.com. And uh, our event in October, fliphackinglive.com. If you've never heard of that event, Fliphacking Live is a big one that we do. But um, right now, my focus is going to be on how can we help you in kind of today's environment and get through this um, with hopefully some inspiring messages, some stuff that motivates you to go forward. So thanks for hanging out with me. I'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. If you're ready to learn the house flipping and wholesaling strategies that are working right now in today's market, check out sevenfigureflipping.com.